There's Dobwells, Cockwells, Heligwig and Gwydion, Churchtown, Chapeltown, Caharrick, Mullion, Playing Place, Constantine, Frogpool, Lameron, Lanner, Mornersmith, Grandpa Road and Deverun, Camborne, and Cadgewith, Cold Harbour, Come to Good, Edgecombe, Helston, Mevigazzi, Budawoods, Foxall, Mousel, New Possess and Wheeljane. Croissant and welcome to another exciting edition of Tales for Wales, the pod that never fails to be very nice and very good <laughs> and very entertaining. That's basically all I've got with on the welcome fly. Welcome to the Great British. This is <laughs> the Great Thank British God. Tales for Wales off, yeah? <laughs> welcome to the Great Tales for Wales podcast <laughs> with our doe-eyed host. I'm really sorry to our listeners, but... Uh, yeah, that was literally a, the classic Franco. You went, yeah, you'll do the uh, you'll do the intro. Yeah, five, four, three, two. I was like, uh, uh, oh god. Yeah, well, so I, you know, I think I fucking yeah. styled it out. We're fleet-footed, aren't we? Yeah, we're we're, we're spicy. So I'm, uh, I'm out of breath. We fucking float like fl- butterflies. <laughs> float like flutterbys, even. Um, <laughs> float like butterflies. And uh, well, sting like bees, my friend. That leads me to my next question. How many bevs are you, you in so far? Oh, I think I'm on... This is numero... Fump. To confuse <laughs> a couple of languages. Uh, number five? Number five. Yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the monolinguists out there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's number five, isn't it? Fump is five you? in German. Uh, only my second. Um, I've been a busy boy. I've been uh, doing loads of stuff this afternoon, hence why we're a little bit late starting this. But there, you're on bottles, aren't you? I'm on manly cans. Oh no, I'm on cannies, mate. The you're tinners. on cannies. Oh, yeah, well, cans. I had my first one was a bottle, basically, because I went to the went to the shop. They don't have chilled boxes of beer, but they do have chilled bottles. So I was like, right, box of beer and yeah. one chilled large bottle combo. So I had my first. So everything's chilled. That's all, well, that's all I need. My carlin are crisp. They're so cold. They're perfect. They're going down like... Oh, you love Yeah, it is. And I haven't really had much it's of them. It's to me. Beer yeah, since we were meant to have... A, I had a beer, actually, I was going to say. We had a beer together last week, didn't we? Well, we went to. We I I was on the booze back from London from work. So I was on the train for like two hours having cans. And I was meant to meet you for the podcast. And uh, South Wales got hit by a... Well, Cardiff got hit by a uh, a blackout for Sky Internet, and it, um, we were so upset. Cause we were both pretty drunk, weren't we? Oh, I got so angry. I was like, like I'm one of my like I'm a pretty chilled guy, as you know. But like when things just don't work as they're intended, that just it drives me a doolally, my friend. <laughs> really and grinds it your gears, doesn't it? When when that happened, I, I it grinds my gears. And uh, when yeah, when that happened, I remember texting you like we were, we were texting on and off going, "Is yours working? Is mine working?" And at one point, we, I think we both like text almost in sync. Went like, "I can't be bothered anymore. Like I'm so angry. I can't <laughs> also, even, I wouldn't when, be any fun anyway." When so. we did do a little bit of a record, um, we were really both heated up, and we were so drunk starting it that we went on a fucking tirade to begin oh, with, <laughs> which has been lost now. I don't, I, I can't listen to it back because it was just us like ranting about politics. <laughs> Lost the ether, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, remember. It is in the I, I vaguely remember us, yeah, just getting straight into it. I don't think we did an intro. We just like, <laughs> right, this is my opinion on some I, I really say, inflammatory it's subject. Platform. It's my platform. I can say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> no one I'm was so glad me. that got lost. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you, Mister Sky, for like downing yeah. our internet. He, he was probably like an avid listener and went, yeah, I can't Rupert have Murdoch, themselves Murdoch in Sky, like this. I got Oh, does he? Oh, pre- oh, I hate that I fucking pay for Sky now. <laughs> yeah. God damn Pretty it. Pretty sure he, it's Murdoch, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well sh- anyway, should we, uh... cheers Murdoch for fucking pulling the plug on us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to start us, do you want to hit us with an inter- a review? Yes, I got one ready. Let me have a gander's now. So, this isn't so much a review, a little comment rather on our uh, on our YouTube channel. Oh, I don't think I've seen this. And this is from someone called... Ganera forty five, and they commented on the uh, the Boudica episode that we put out a while back, and it says, "Love it, lads. Could listen to your rambling for ages." Yeah, spelt Y A H as well, so you know they're fucking cool. <laughs> so could listen to your rambling for ages, even when it's about piss. Lol. Also, being born and raised in North Wales, it's great to hear so much about our history while also hearing you have a laugh. 
is a great conversation. Keep it up. Oh, so cheers, Ganera forty five. Ganera, can you Nero? Can you Ganero? Can you Ganero? The obvious way to go with it, but I'm still happy. I'm still happy. Um, well, I thought this this episode um, isn't going to be. Uh, well, I'll, actually, I'll give you a little spoiler. No, I could reveal something, but I'm going to save it to the end. Um, and let me just make a okay. note so I don't forget. One second. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm going to come back to that. Um, but before we do, I've been a. Uh, so I haven't seen you in ages, and I purposely not told you what I've been up to because I thought I'll save it for the pod. Because I've had a mad couple of days. I um I I went on holiday to Cornwall, hence the episode. Um, and that had mm. stuff happen in it, which I'll tell you about anyway. But then I had to come back Sunday night, um, back from Cornwall to Cardiff, like a four-hour journey. Uh, go to bed, wake up at five, and go to London for my first ever in-person pitch for like a a, a million-pound contract. A million pounds! I didn't even know that money existed. Like, and for my company, that's quite a big. It's quite a big for one contract. Um, so it's like uh, it was quite. Um, and it's not really meant to be me doing it. It's meant to be my boss, who's like a director who's on holiday. So <laughs> I've been working on this for about a week or maybe longer, and I am so out of my depth. I was like, and I, I'm not very good at doing like public speaking stuff. I'm great. On my, I work remotely, so like every time I do a pitch, normally I have. <laughs> I say, all... I'm great when it's just my fucking like profile <laughs> pic on Teams. When I do pitches, I write out verbatim, similarly to like how I do notes for the podcast and stuff. I write out what I'm going to say, mm. and they can't see me reading it, so it's like it's it's always been pretty fine. Um, but this is in person and my jobs are based on social media and this wasn't much to do with social media so I felt like a bit of a sore thumb uh, is that the stick out yeah I think that's the saying but um, I, I was practicing yeah, stuck I was, out with sore thumb yeah I, I was so nervous I was like writing down uh, a script for introducing myself and what I do because it's going to be like a two minute intro of who I am and what I do and that's what everyone in the team would do yeah. so there's five of us going to do it uh, and I was practicing on the train on the way up, and I was like, okay, I think I got it. Then when we were practicing in person, I kept, like, fluffing my lines, and I was doing that the week before. So I went to Cornwall on the Friday, uh, Monday to Friday, uh, Monday to Thursday, I've been practicing, we've been all practicing this big pitch, and loads of things have been changing, so it was really stressful, really last mm. minute. Everyone was a bit stressed, but I was like, fuck me, I am so out of my depth here. And um, we, it was in London, and it was in Uxbridge, which is a little bit further out of, like, so you go into, like, St. Pancreas, and it's about a 50-minute tube journey out of London. So we, we thought, okay, what we'll do, we'll That's head to... Uh... names in England, aren't they? <laughs> they really do. It's like Pennysworth and Old Shinfield. Pancreas is a part of the body, a stupid <laughs> Well, I always think this, when you. people make fun of Welsh names, the amount of... Ma- it's like, oh, this is Twiddle Dee Dee Village, and this is Old Rumpel Stinkbum, and it's all these yeah. mad little names, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like Cockfosters, there's a place called Cockfosters Agreed. in London. Totally, yeah, Cockfosters. When when we went up to a, a, Sh- a Shropshire recently, it was we went through a place called Three Cocks. The Three Cocks. <laughs> Why do you name that a place that? Yeah. But like even know. the more, it's like it's just very bizarre little twee names. Um, but anyway, so before we got there, we went to this really really fancy uh, like hotel slash restaurant slash like place you'd go to have like, a drink and like, I don't really know what it is, but it's like right outside some pancreas tube station and it's really lavish. There was a fucking McLaren parked mm. outside, um, and I went to go see my friend Fee and Fee was sat at the table. She was practicing and she was sat next to this guy, and he was like being like oh, 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 all like loud and stuff. And I, I got close. I was like, oh, it's fucking Christopher mm. Biggins. <laughs> she just sat next to Biggins. Jesus, Bigo, the big boy himself. And then she went, um, "Oh hi, um, this is um, she went, oh this is like she's introduced me." And then I was like, "Oh hi," and she, I went, "Oh, do you friends?" She went, "Oh no, I've just been chatting. He's uh, he's got he's doing some work later on today on the news." And I was like, "She didn't realise it was Christopher Biggins," and he he was like trying so hard to crowbar Jesus in that Christ. he was in like a part of a celebrity stuff. So when he went, he went, "Do you mind holding my coat?" And he, he asked me to watch his uh, suitcase and luggage, a, a suitcase and coat, whilst he went to the toilet. And I went, "That's Biggins, your sex next to." Tell me. Tell me you you were like lent into that and went sorry. What was your name again? I well, completely forgot. You, know, like, you, just, you have one of those faces. I just have no idea who you are. So um, we came back and then everyone else joined and we moved over a little bit of a table and um, 
he was like listening to us practice our pitch and stuff. He's like, "Oh, you'll absolutely get it." I can't do a Biggins voice, but he's like, "Oh, you'll get it. You'll definitely get it." Um, and there'll be fools not to give it to you. And um, give me the cue cards. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Well, then someone else didn't know that he was Biggins, so they went, "Oh, so do you know Fee?" And uh, and she, he was like, "No, but she'll know me." And then he was like, "I've just got to do a talk with GB yeah. News right now." And he's like, "Crowbarring that in." And they're like, they, oh, "Most people didn't know who he was." Then he went. Then he went, oh, I've got to go and do this. Uh, I'm going to do some panto in the evening. And he was like, listen to all the stuff. But then he also was like, oh, I've also got a funeral to go to halfway through the day. And it's like, you've got, you're on GB News. You've got mate, to do a funeral. When you're, and- as, <laughs> when you're as busy as Biggins, mate, you've got to slot things in when you can get it. And then <laughs> there's no time for idle chit chat. Yeah. Although apparently there is. And well, it was just so bizarre. He was he was really he was incredibly lovely. And but he was so keen to talk about what like himself. And then when uh, we were practicing and we were doing it in like hushed tones because we didn't want to take over anything. But so we were all around this table, all being like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And there's a big mm. part where uh, one of my colleagues had to do quite a big uh, description of like what our what our like how we'd help these this client or whatever. Um, and she was halfway through, and she's mm. really trying to master how she'd say it. And he went, "Anyway, guys," he came and interrupted her, and she was so annoyed. She's <laughs> like, anyway, "I've got to go. My train will be here soon." Anyway, it's a pleasure to have met you all. Haven't? And he put it at me. He went, "And you, good sir, have another croissant." Because I was eating a croissant at the time. And I was like, "Oh, biggins! Don't hit me with my croissant guilt." I was there, gobbling a f- like, fancy croissant. I like how he's go- as if he was going to go. I go, and just. Just before I leave, one more time, can everyone just say my name so that I can, I'm convinced that you all know who I am? It was, but when he left, people were like, it was so, he kept, you know, like usually the celebrities when he's getting hassled, we, he made us like look after his coat, mm. he asked us like move around a bit of a table, he's chatting to us, he interrupted us, he, he was so, but he clearly just wanted to be known, which was well funny. Bless him. Bless um, his coat and the socks. And, and there, when I we mean, got to... Wow, that's, that's a hell of a way to start, mate. Yeah, well then, so then we got to there, and um, I thought, fuck the script, I'm not going to do the script, I'm just going to wing it, I know what my job is, and like, I kind of got through the, my first part, and it was it, it was not as bad as I thought, but I was Bold, still fucking, like, you know, uh, I was, it was overwhelming a little bit, and we just stood up, and it was like a, a like a two-hour thing it's we amazing. had to do in front of them, and like, um, they were so sturdy faced and serious, and um, <laughs> two hours? Through. Yeah, Jesus I know. Christ, that's, that's fucking, what the, what? That, that, yeah. What have you got to talk about for two hours? <laughs> no, it's it's tough. Like, and my, do, do you want me to do this? I'll fucking sort it, you out. Yes, and they'd no, already done. seen. So we got well, short pitch, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got shortlisted from like a bunch of companies down to three, and uh, we were the last of the day. So their energy mm. was so flat and stuff. So luckily, uh, th- anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> halfway through the presentation, um, <laughs> my phone started vibrating. Went, you seem stressed, buddy. <laughs> my phone just alerted me saying, you seem. <laughs> really stressed Try, have you practiced breathing exercises it's like not now Garmin I don't need this now Garmin your heart rate's through the fucking roof <laughs> yeah. mate yeah, it's like, you're being weird <laughs> it felt like my phone was just saying to me dude you're being weird chill out I was like, it's the last thing you need to be told whilst you're like fucking in front of everyone going hey do you know you feel a bit anxious <laughs> yeah. well your body is also feeling a lot of stress right now Couple of fucking ones and zeros going. Are you nervous, mate? You fucking nervous? In the <laughs> you look a bit sweaty. You sweating of your life? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look all hot, and bothered. Um, and uh, so yeah, that was. And what the one more thing I want to say? So this is really legend. This is a, I've got like a friend at work now because I, I don't really bother speaking to people. But this guy, uh, he's really nice. And um, <laughs> but, just the one. Yeah, well, just, I got people. Who, got I got. One colleagues yeah. who are lovely but like i just i can't be asked so you know i'm here i've got all my friends i already need i don't want to have anyone else um but he got you would turn up at the christmas name more on here right now <laughs> yeah. well he turned up at our christmas party and before he even came before he even worked at our place he came beforehand to the christmas party it's like an intro and i'd never like how terrifying mm. would that be going to someone else's christmas party before you even start working there oh, like it that, takes, yeah, no. takes balls but he rocked up and he's a similar build to me, like mm. six foot one. He's like, he looks like a rugby player. And uh, <laughs> he had the exact same clothes on. Getting all right, big time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, he's a big, okay. six foot one boy. Right, gorgeous. Beautiful. Muscle machine, like hard as nails. Gorgeous. Cock as big as your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I could see it through his trousers just like I could my own. 
I could tell he was a shagger. Instant could tell. No, but you know. <laughs> Look, instantly he has that aura about him, that vibe. Yeah. Not professional rugby, um, like Sunday rugby where you're fat and big. <laughs> you know, like but, you're not. Uh, you're not too fucking into your own. Into your own uh, yeah. You, you, you go to the gym, but after the gym, you snaffle some crisps on the way home. Um, so he, he. I'm just saying he could handle himself. Just yeah. like, all right. <laughs> Just saying, you wouldn't fuck with him. There's no way you would fuck with him. <laughs> Don't fuck with him, yeah? Same. Um, so he, yeah, anyway, he wore the exact same chinos and blue shirt, the exact same blue shirt that I had on. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. So I had, to get, I had to take my shirt off and wear my T-shirt. And it was Christmas party. It was fucking freezing. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, I had to take my shirt off, go fucking topless, go, I've got to defect, differentiate myself. I've got to fucking, i got to out alpha this guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Go fucking tits the wind. <laughs> no, I kept the. I kept. I wasn't bare chested. Um, but then I, I went up to the office like two months later, <laughs> and um, I had a uh, a shirt on again, but open shirt with a white t shirt underneath, and it's a slightly checkered shirt. It was very fucking like classic, like early thirties straight white guy uniform. It's fucking mm. not very exciting. <laughs> and he had the yeah, exact yeah. same thing. And most of the people I work with are women who are like really into their fashion and stuff. So me and him are the most classic generic guys. Um, he he wore the exact same thing again. So then when we were both on the pitch together, yes. I text him saying, mate, what are you wearing tomorrow? Because I'm going to wear a white shirt. And he's like, oh, I'm wearing a white shirt as well. I was like, for fuck's sake. But, so he didn't. He wore a like a brownish shirt. And when I got there, it was the same brand that you get from Next with that like stag on it. And and he and he had, we had the exact same shirt oh, on. But he, yeah, yeah. You know the one. And he had that, but in a slightly different color. He went, yeah, mate, we're me, so lucky. Many, many of uh, an item in my wardrobe with the <laughs> stag, stag on, on it. Yeah, blokey stag. Um, because he... he um, <laughs> He had the exact same white shirt, so we were going to go to this pitch dressed the same. And we always keep saying, we're like that scene in Step Brothers where they turn up for interviews together in the same, like, tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. You sound like you're in a film where it's like, um, this guy is just like a mirror image of you of some kind. And by the end, you learn to, like, accept yourself. And the guy's never actually been there. And then, like, at the end of the film, you, you reminisce and all those, all those scenes are actually, if they, they, they edit him out, yeah, it's Fight Club, but, like, wholesome. Sounds yeah. great. The company mm. I was going to, who we were interviewing, who were interviewing us kind of thing, um, we, they work in, like, pharmaceutical mm. stuff. And they do loads of stuff for diversity okay. and inclusion. So they're really proud of like supporting people with menopause and stuff and doing all these really good things to help in part of the community. They do like lots of outreach stuff. Um, mm. And uh, <laughs> and uh, they said, because I, I do social media, I was like, oh, so what could you talk about yourself that sets you apart? And they like said, oh, we do these things. We, you know, uh, we do loads of um, paternal leave for parents and, you know, for dads and mums we do loads of stuff about menopause um, yeah and then we also support a lot of black farmer uh, and <laughs> i thought they meant black farmers and i was like oh that's, that's interesting cause they're a pharmaceutical <laughs> company and i was like oh cool. Look, so, that's an industry i'm passionate about yeah, i've always been yeah. about the black farmers yeah and i, and I was like oh black farm and I, I was thinking in my head i was gonna say like oh yeah because i suppose you maybe don't see too many black farmers and i was imagine i said that out loud in front of a room of people of all different backgrounds <laughs> listen have you ever heard of the royal Welsh, all right. Yeah. You want to get your black you're gonna fucking love this, lads. Like have a stall. Yeah. You're gonna I, fucking go nuts on that man. Yeah, and I did tell my boss <laughs> afterwards, and she was like, "I'm so fucking glad you kept your mouth shut." It's like, yeah, me. Um, sorry. So Could back to the shout out. Bitch, I love that. Um, big shout out also to a beautiful person, Ollie and Sarah. A big congratulations on their newborn Maver. They got a beautiful little baby girl, and uh, we just want to say. Well, congrats for being shaggers and having a lovely little nipper. It's not for us, not not the kind of. Thing. Congrats on being the um not not our game, but like congrats <laughs> for being the first of our group to have sex. Well done on you. That's you know <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to find I out what it's like. Good. We're all legally awaiting it. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm sure. Any day but, now. Uh, <laughs> buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Um, been, ma- been married for a fair few months. Still yeah. waiting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't <laughs> carry on. You shouldn't rush these things. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, we just wanted to say, <laughs> uh, send in our love to Baby Maver and uh, Ollie and Sarah. Well, do you want to hear what I've been up to recently in a very stark comparison to yeah. what you've been doing, Ooh. rubbing shoulders with slabs? Yeah, go on then. I have bought 
a treadmill. <laughs> Boom, done. All right, that it's not a it's not a a proper treadmill. It's a walking treadmill. You oh, can't go dear. too fast, not too much strenuous exercise on it, right? Yeah. And it is hot pink. Oh, good. Why? It's hot pink in color. Uh, do you want to know why? Because you, yeah. uh, it was 30 quid more to have a black version. Like oh, a boy no. version. I and was you know thinking... What? I'm I'm your modern your modern <laughs> man. I don't give a shit. I'll have well, a pink one. I was going to say more, why have you got a treadmill rather than... A walking treadmill rather than why have you got a pink one? Because I think the colour's the least of my concerns uh, right now. Because fucking fitness is my life, you know, as you, as you well know. <laughs> no, I put, a, I put a stone on since the summer. Oh, mate. I put a stone on. So I need to I, I shift that pronto. So but I'm I, thinking, like, I can stealth shift it over the winter uh, now where I'm wearing all my, my, my fucking hoodies and shit. I can uh, I can stealth shift it, and then by next summer, I'll be like a god. That's my plan, anyway. I, I am... Um, so so I I can't I couldn't believe I checked my bank account today and I feel like someone's robbed me I couldn't believe how fucking broke I am like I I I've been living large this summer and my bank balance shows and so does the fucking waistline mm. so I said to Emma I was like babe um I'm gonna give up the gym for a bit because I go to the gym I just do my fucking arms <laughs> that's what I do is constantly work out my arms and chest <laughs> what do you need what yeah do you need? what more do you need and I said. I'm going to walk, you don't have to walk the dog anymore. I'm going to walk the dog uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to start running. And I've never run in my life. Um, but I was like, I have to start being a bit more healthy now. Um, and I'm going to do a 10K in January, um, probably for some charity. So we'll check up a charity. Then. I know 10K is not much, but I've only ever played, I, only, I play football and I do like boxing and stuff, but I can't physically just run. It's fucking, I just, it's not in my brain capacity. So Wait, I'm gonna why try. Do you think and... I've just purchased a walking treadmill. Yeah. I'm not doing fucking running. That's <laughs> well, stuff. weirdly, uh, for the listeners as well, we had a we had a message in the group from Franco, mm. and it was like, right, I want to get on to like being a bit fitter now, wherever. Would anyone be willing to join me in in a ten k run? <laughs> fucking dust and, ball. Uh, just so, so the listeners know, it was fucking dust ball. Apart from me going, I ain't fucking doing it. Basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, I do fair, I'll make Dan. I'll make Dan, who is an avid runner, who is like probably the yeah. fitness among us, um, uh, is agreed to do it. But yeah, you're gonna have to be taken under his wing, mate. Well, I'm gonna have another boxing match next year after the bo- after the um, wedding. So me and my mate are gonna sign up for one after the wedding. So probably this time next year. But to get to back to where I was. I need to start. I just, I'm out of breath walking from the sofa to the fridge to get a can of Carlin just now. <laughs> so, fucking, they're in dire straits. Mate, top tip where yeah. I'm sat now, it's only, my little fridge is only uh, like an arm's length away. Don't even uh, get up. It's fine. <laughs> right, this has been too much. Can we haven't seen each other in ages? We're, we're yapping. Um, one last bit of admin. Yeah, we're uh, just chatting, are we? If you want to give any money to the pod, we'd love it so much. We're broke, we're poor, we're destitute. Um, we won't spend it all on booze i promise my lord um there's a link in the bio of this episode yeah um the bye uh all right so we ready yeah um so welcome good yeah so go on tell them what we're doing today mate well as you'll know from the the episode name this is an episode about cornwall wait what you're doing a pod about cornish history what excuse me rubbing my bloody eyes tales for cornwall is it <laughs> so uh oh i thought this was a welsh history podcast you can't keep anything sacred anymore i thought uh, about keeping the welsh welsh <laughs> wasn't it not bloody cornish you're wasting my time for, uh, it's not based on what this green and pleasant <laughs> land that we call camry well, i do that cockney voice for camry uh well hold your fucking i don't horses. like to go in too south actually i don't mind south wales but don't too south i don't like too it too south for me my lord uh well Hold your horses, <laughs> or in Welsh, dal de Kefil, you greedy little history pigs. Because <laughs> what would I say to you if Cornwall has an incredibly strong Welsh link? Uh, I hear you. No chance, <gasps> no way. I don't say. believe it. I won't believe it. <laughs> My lord, no chance. It's in bloody England. What are you all about? <laughs> You're no fat, all mate. You fatted those you can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Now, what I would say to you is, no, like you, you were disbelief when I said they had strong Welsh links. But what would you say if I said those links were so strong that Cornwall was referred to as the Welsh West? Say what? Say what indeed. It sounds crazy. You're joking. <laughs> well, brother, history is crazy. So come with me now on a journey through time and space and a lot of Wikipedia articles as I tell you why we're covering Cornwall, <laughs> a history of Welsh history, Welsh podcast, or something like that. I'm in, baby. I'm in. Yeah, you back set in. Me in. Um, you set, you me set me off. off. <laughs> Great friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> even with the delay, we said that at perfect time. <laughs> I loved it, yeah. Uh, now, so Cornwall has had humans kicking about for what historians, historians call a continuous occupation since the end of the last ice age, which is around 10,000 years ago. And what continuous occupation means is that people have lived there continuously. Um, as humans have been in Cornwall before that period, but it was sporadic and they didn't settle. So up until about the last ice age, we've had people living in Cornwall. Uh, they spoke common Britonic that devolved into the southern western Britonic and then Cornish language. Um, Cornwall was part of a, a kingdom called a kingdom called Demonia. Demo- uh, yeah, something like Demonia. No, I think yeah. we mentioned that in the oh, what Budicea or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's of, back in the oh, it was Dewi Sant. Yeah, Dewi oh, Sant used to fucking oh, preach yeah. around there, didn't he? Yeah. Demonia or whatever it was. Yeah. So Demonia, that covers modern-day Cornwall, Devon, and parts of Somerset, etc. Um, so that kind of like southwest. Uh, and the tribe who ruled there were called the Demoni, or Demon, Demnoni, Demnoni, D-U-M-N-O-N-I-I. So figure that one out. Um, and after the Romans effed off, uh, after the Romans effed off towards the end of the 4th century, their rule and occupation of Dominia led the way for Romano-British leaders to return and rule as an independent kingdom once more. And during this time, Dominia, a.k.a. Cornwall, continued their ancient ties and rekindled their own alliances with what we'd call today modern-day Wales. Uh, they also had very close ties with Britannia, which Wales also shared back in the day. And interesting, they also had really close ties with the southern tribes of Ireland, which Wales had less of. Um, also, during the Heptarchy period, or Heptarchy, uh, I'm not really good at pronouncing words, <laughs> which is always a struggle, but um, I'll tell you what it means in a second. <laughs> it is spelled it H-E-P-T-A-R-C-H-Y, I think. Heptarchy uh, period, which is the time between like, the 5th and the 9th yeah. century um, when England had seven kingdoms. So it's that period before the Vikings and after the Romans where you have Mercia, Essex, East Anglia, Kent, Sussex, Northumbria and oh, Wessex. Yeah. So the parts that weren't that were mm. Cornwall, Wales and the northwest of England, which I believe is Cumbria. But I didn't Google it. That's just my what knowledge of watching um, Last Kingdom. Mm. Was, um, it, um, was that uh, the Isle of Man as well? Was like the Manx yeah. territory? Yeah, Manx territory. Yeah, and you'd have, Celt, the, yeah. you'd have the picks further up and stuff like that. But but for, for the purpose That's of this right. episode, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cornwall, Wales, and the Northwest, they're what we'd consider Britons. Um, so those who aren't Anglo-Saxons. They, yeah, because they were separate from the from the, yeah, the Anglo-Saxons. Yeah. Got, so yeah. so those seven kingdoms in England were, were controlled by Anglo-Saxons and stuff like that, whereas the other ones were considered by Britons who were here before them. Mm. Um, and none of these... So, so mm. Wales and... Uh, Cornwall and the Northwest. None of these places were properly conquered by the Anglo-Saxons, unlike the other places. Um, so, so that mm. that uh, so by not being part of the heptarchy uh, of what we call England, uh, that united Wales and Cornwall. Because what you aren't unites you sometimes. So the fact that Cornwall and Wales weren't a part mm. of this seven kingdoms, it made them uh, they have much closer bonds, and they also had a lot more similarities in their language. They also had very similar, very old traditions. Uh, and not being conquered by them, that means they kept their genetic makeup. So, um, as in, they didn't rep- reproduce with the Anglo-Saxons. So they also looked distinctively different from the rest of England, as did Wales. So you could tell a Cornishman, you could tell a Welshman, uh, they'd look different. They, they genetically would look different because yeah. they hadn't been. I read as well. Um, sorry to interrupt me. Well, the, I read as well that the uh, like even modern day, if someone re, uh, if someone a Cornish person and a Welsh person, um. We're speaking today in Cornish and Welsh. Uh, you could totally understand each other, like not a hundred percent, but like you could mm. get the gist of what you were talking about because the languages are derived from Old Britonic. Yeah, yeah, I'll go into that a little bit more later on. But that's what like language is such an important tool in oh, connecting. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, but 
so as I was saying, their genetic makeup was also distinctly different from the rest of England. Um, and then in the 8th century, uh, the King of Cornwall uh, was called King Gadaint. I mean, come on, can you get more Welsh than that? Come on, baby. And he was the last recorded king of a unified Dominia, uh, a.k.a. the Kingdom of Cornwall. So Dominia, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to call it, deal with it. Uh, and so, yeah, he was he was the last recorded king. And during his reign, he was constantly under threat and attack from the Wessex lads. Um, and after his reign, there were a few kings who followed him, but they reigned over a smaller part of Dominia, which was essentially just Cornwall and some of the areas around it. Um, some of those kings also had really Welsh-sounding mm. names, like Howell and... Uh, so there's a guy called Howell of the West Welsh, um, but it's spelt H-U-W-A-L, although we can't be 100% sure that this guy existed, uh. and he might be confused with Howell Vav de Haybarth, but either way, it shows that there was a link between Cornwall and Wales because they do associate that king yeah, with both. Yeah, there's certainly like a... Yeah. There's a yeah. thing... There's an overlap in sort of uh, culture there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, However, uh, anyway, back to King Gadaint. Um, he fought off the Saxons throughout his reign until 710, when Ain or Inn of Wessex finally won and in marched on and took over Devon shortly afterwards. So this King Gadaint was killed in this big battle in 710, um, despite holding off the Wessex for as long as he could. So even uh, after Ain had marched on and took over lots of Devon, he couldn't really control Dominia. And in 722, the Cornish won a big battle of a uh, battle called Battle of He Hill. And he um, and in this battle, they routed all the lads from Wessex. They ran all the way back again. So all that like uh, ground they made up, the the people from Wessex that all fall fall to the side. And this continued for oh, several I several years. Absolutely flipped the table. Yeah, the Cornish were doing well, um, but this continued for several years and. Uh, and then in 743 and 753, Cuthred, King of Wessex, came back, and he came back strong, uh, and he was back fighting with the Cornish an awful lot again. Uh, and by the start of the 9th century, Dominia could no longer hold off. It had been constantly ravaged. It didn't have the resources, cut off from everybody else. Um, and historian John Reuben Davis said that Dominia's ceased to exist and due to being cut off from fellow Britonic speakers in Wales and Brittany and under continued pressure from the Wessex, it kind of stopped to exist. And by 1814, King Egbert of Wessex ravaged Cornwall from east to west. Uh, and he like did similar tactics to when they tried to take over other other countries. You know they do a real iron fist approach and fucking they decimated it. Uh, so yeah. east to west of Cornwall was just destroyed, and so many people were killed in order to kind of because they realised they've been trying to do this for hundreds of years, and keeping the population alive wasn't really going to help them control the area very well. But still, Cornish managed mm. to survive even with this big strong army from Wessex. They still, even though they've been decimated, there's still pockets of resistance here and throughout. Uh, and in 838, the Cornish fought alongside the Vikings this time because the Vikings actually fought a lot with the Cornish in terms of being allies. They both saw Wessex as being their enemy, so the Cornish would often team up with the old Vikings, and that kind of helped them get uh, weapons yeah. in, getting them get new trades routes because they're by the sea and stuff. They'd often let the Vikings land in Cornwall and march on through there. Um, but so so they it's managed classic, to um, the enemy of my enemy, enemy. is my friend sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like I can imagine that because they were obviously um, pushed to the brink down yeah. Cornwall. They were probably thinking, well, fuck it, we might as well align with the Danish, push our borders back a little bit, and we have to share a little bit of land with them. Why not? Well, that's the thing. So if their last king died in seven ten, and then it took until eight hundred and fourteen, so that's a hundred years later, they'd finally kind of been conquered. Even twenty years later, or eight thirty eight, what's that like? Twenty four years later, they were still fighting the Cornish. So they, they, mm. even after this hundred years of not having a proper king, there was still resistance. Um, but this is kind of where it comes to a, a bit of a, an end from. So by by this uh, eight hundred thirty eight battle, mm. when the Cornish fought alongside the Vikings again, uh, they brought this big battle called the Battle of Hingston Down, Hingston Down. I think it's well, maybe one word, but H I N G S T O N Down. Um, but the West Saxons, mm. okay, those from Wessex, they recorded this huge victory where they brought huge amounts of men. And it's really difficult to get actual numbers from this period in time, but they just wrote that it was a, a bit of a barn stomper where it was the, also the last recorded battle yeah. between Cornwall and Wessex, which most likely means it resulted in the loss of Cornish independence. So it would have been a hell of a battle. Um, <sighs> Pour one out for our Cornish boys. Well, yeah, but now, so by the time of Alfred the Great, towards the end of the ninth century, so the latter part of the 800s, uh, Wessex considered Cornwall to be completely under its control, but really this was only nominal, so that means only in name alone. So this is t nearly 200 years after the last king died there, and even though Alfred the Great considered it his territory, um, 
you wouldn't send people over there and i'll get to that in a second but it's quite similar to how whole there was like uh there was by this time as well there's a few cornish kings there wasn't just one cornish king there was a few they call them petty kings which means there's like you know quite a lot of them and they, mm. they're not really like um they're well, not i was gonna say the um is similar to um you know wales as well in that uh you're not fully conquered i don't think until you, you, they've exterminated the language of cornish is still present today they've obviously survived exactly. you know the the anglo-saxon invasion and, and the, the conquering and all that sort of stuff so you know good good on your corners well what, so what they call it, it's a kunu isn't it is in their language a yeah I'll, I'll get to that in a sec um but i just gonna say so just like mm. um how all that um the Cornish kings who were considered petty kings, they would have paid like homage and fealty to Alfred, um, or at least acknowledged them, uh, his rule above theirs. But they were kind of allowed to crack on, and in doing so, in, in submitting a bit of fealty, they managed to come back to thriving a little bit more again. So, like you say, their language managed to flourish again. Uh, they could have the, they could have mm. parts of their own law. Um, they also, uh, uh, it wasn't really enforced either. Um, so, like, there was no one from Wessex coming over to like tell them how to live uh, and. The, they also read that the Anglo-Saxons would never cross over to Cornwall unless they were really well-armed or well-numbered because the Cornish were renowned for being incredibly hostile. So, like, even though they were essentially mm. a part of Alfred's England, you would never go over there. You wouldn't cross over there unless you are doing a raid. or you a were, very you know, sort of, like, yeah, yeah, tentative. Yeah, we're technically under your yeah. dominion, but don't fucking come yeah, over the, because over we the borderline fucking, sort of thing. Yeah. It's a lot to be said, isn't it, to... um like short-term loss long-term gain yeah i mean yeah. obviously they wouldn't know that at the time but like how cornish is still alive today welsh still alive today yeah. um whereas all scotland those sort of celtic languages that they, they took they took an l back in the day yeah and whereas you look at scotland we, we're still here today and on the rise you know you, you look at scotland's like uh has more power political power has more political might has more laws that it can make itself um but because it had a bigger fight with England and, you know, it was um, it, it kind of got more of its own independence in doing so. It did lose it. it. There was more hostility towards its language and stuff like that. And there was more fierce fighting. Yeah, for a long it period. kind of draws more. Um, yeah, like you said, draws more sort of um, retribution from yeah. English then, doesn't Whereas, it? Like sort of thing to like stamp down on, on cultural differences. When England considered they conquered Wales in like 1282, it kind of let Wales language thri- like thrive and survive in that way um so i just want to summarize uh so if you've ever been to cornwall you get this you, you definitely get a sense that it feels different to other parts of england um it, it has a complete it's kept a separate identity so it's much like the north of england except it's closer so like whereas the north has like suburbs like manchester york liverpool and they'll often say like they're liverpool they're scouse not english you know they, they have a real sense of like their where they're from more so than say if you mm. might be from the midlands maybe, maybe that's not true but um there's definitely a real sense of this isn't the south of england or this isn't like the the home countries like cornwall it doesn't feel like the rest of england when you're there you can tell um, and it's because it has its own flags, and, and I think Cornwall's way more unified than the North is. So, like where where Manchester, York, Liverpool, etc., are very, very like um, strong subregions, Cornwall and like um, Cornwall feels a lot more unified than that. And I know it has this like same kind of faux rivalry with Devon, where they complain about fucking you know what way do you put your jam on your fucking scone or whatever. Um, it almost still very much <laughs> yeah. feels like its own kingdom and it has these big flags everywhere and there's a lot of its own mm. language uh, and the street names are a real unique uh, mixture they mix like Welsh with an even older language like um, you mentioned a second ago there and I actually couldn't find much about this um, but loads of the streets begin with a K um, and end with a K and what were you saying then it's Corn Kerno mm. it's yeah in um, uh, I think I can't remember precisely but I think if you were to say you're Cornish in in Cornish, yeah. uh, or it's it's Kurno with a K, yeah. and yeah. there was a lot more uh, like K doesn't exist in the Welsh language, no. modern day Welsh language, but in Britonic it did. Yes, and so that's one of the differentials we have. Well, that's what I was going to say because I couldn't find too much about this online, uh, but I think uh, letters that have a plosive sound, so p, uh, k, 
like those ones there like so k the letter k has a what you'd call a plosive mm. sound and that's quite indicative of old languages so like old languages often they, they're quite guttural aren't mm. they um and so like the street names yeah. would begin with like a k and end with a k and they're like you don't really get that in many other parts of the uk um there's also loads of welsh words there so like on street signs and road signs and stuff there'd be places like called tray trim like tray down or tray i can't think of examples but maybe like um Tray Road, maybe M. It's like common vernacular, isn't it? Like things like Tray. For those that know, uh, don't speak Welsh. It's Tray is like town, yeah, in in Welsh, and that means the same thing in uh, Cornish eyes. Yeah, so it'd be it would be like Tray Donaldson or like yeah, so like Jack said, Tray means town. So it'd be places like Tray Donaldson or or Tray Landbeth or Tray downsville you know they'd have all these like they'd have tree in front of a, a name of a place so it'd be like like tree peter so it'd be like peter's mm. town uh tree donald like donald's town and stuff like that which is a very welsh thing so yeah apparently what i was reading is that if you had a welshman speaking or a welsh person rather speaking welsh um a cornish person speaking cornish and a breton speaking uh bretonic which is their like leftover Celtic language apparently all three would be able to basically figure out what the other one was saying because they still have the old roots, uh, at, at least verbally. At the core of the language. Of what it sounded like in old... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe written down, you wouldn't be able to do it so much, but apparently talking, the sounds and sort of uh, the way you enunciate and things like that, it's apparently very similar. So um, top little bit of info there. Do you reckon they have the, the CH that we have? That's the worst part of the Welsh know, language. I, it might be written down differently. Oh, the the guttural stuff. You know, like, <laughs> and the yeah. fucking... I don't mind... Mm, and all I, that, yeah. I don't mind that... I'm not very really good at the... I'm not very really good at rolling my R's. And that makes it difficult to speak Welsh. No, I don't do it just because... I Like, as much as I love being able to speak Welsh, English is my predominant language and mm. I don't roll, you know... Uh, tr- what's, it's called trilling, isn't it? Yeah, trilling you're good at trilling, R's. though. Do, do your um, R's now. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> it's sexy. Sorry, oh, sorry, girls. Yeah. Sorry, girls. Good. Slipping off your seats. Oh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> bit a few creases in oh, the trousers no, tonight for the lads. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Oh, I forgot my bloody chain of thought now. But what I'm saying is the um, yeah. The I I'd like to know right. Uh, any people who don't speak Welsh listening, in, probably the majority. When when you see a double L right in Welsh, that is meant to be a yeah. sound, right? It's like a, it's like a goo. The way I think of it is like it's like a fucking goose hissing. You know, go, <laughs> yeah. like um, a lots lots of people like I've seen English people say like, oh, it's the same sound as CL, so like a cl. Yeah, cl. Yeah, like cl, a cl is sound. a word that like comes they up a lot. Like they say clinically. Yeah. They say clinically. Yeah. But I would say clinically. And yeah. it's almost like you're you're almost there, but you gotta do it quicker because cla is cla. exactly the same move I make cla. with my tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you gotta do it quick. Cla. Cla. Yeah, because you my, gotta do it really quick. My family members who can't speak Welsh would say clinically. They'd probably say the cla on the second part. Clinically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I like the or like McClinkleth. When 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 you say um, like a What's double that? D, it's like the the or mm. like um, Danev. The the th at the end. That's an easy one because it's just. There's a, a really, there's a really misogynistic joke there to be like, who doesn't love double D's, mate? Oh, but really good. Shall I make it? Don't know. I have. I guess. You have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, you sound the I podcast and I'm done. Um, <laughs> anyway, should I go back yeah. to? It? I'll wrap up this. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that, like, yeah, there's like I went to a massive pub called the Pendragon, which means Dragon's Head, um, Ooh, and it just feels lovely. ancient. Like you can see where like man's completely worked the land, and there's this great like there's huge tin mine shafts, like very old, really really old tin mine shafts, and then around them there's these big landslides that have now covered over, and they have grass on them, and the place has been overmined, and it's very similar to Wales for that, and it's this amazing coastline that's like embraced Romans and Vikings and smugglers and pirates and hippies and stuff, and um, it's the the like, when I say hippies, there's a lot of fucking there's so many middle class people down there now, and it like it's mm. um, visiting. And it struggles with um, like the coastline's ragged and dangerous, but it's like properly beautiful, and it's like dramatic place. And I really enjoyed being there. But I think I love being there because it reminded me of home so much. I was like, oh, this is like where we're from. Um, 
Yeah. And the landscape's so similar, and we have such a There's similar... There's something to be said about, um, like you said, about having somewhere that's like feels ancient do you know what i mean like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Really I know that I, I, i'm not stupid i get that the the whole fucking island of britain has been here for fucking god knows how long i get that is, but it's like it feels there's like, been so much change in england yeah. for example where like people have come in and like fucking bulldozed what was before and yeah their own thing. there's only certain sections of this this land that yeah. uh, have aspects that have been here for thousands of years, you know, yeah. and that, that does, it invokes that. something for me, certainly. It's th- that you've nailed it. Um, and I think the language helps with that, like, because we've spoke the same language for so long, and people still speak Cornish and Cornwall today. Um, you know, it's far fewer, but mm. people do speak it, and it's been here for so long. And I think, like you said, the rest has changed so much, and for it's better for worse, um, Cornwall or Wales is kept mm. a lot of its like history or it hasn't kept up as much of the times but in a nice way you know it's still like there's loads of space down there um but it also shares a lot of the same things with wales it's yeah. loads of it's incredibly impoverished which you wouldn't think of but it has a, a high poverty rate and wales has got one of the highest poverty rates in europe you know we got some of the most we got huge amount of mm. problems with uh children under the poverty line children going hungry uh really high rates of um mm. uh illiteracy over f- people over 50 <laughs> that a, Cel- a Celtic characteristic, yeah. like yeah, we're poor. We grew, we've uh, developed into nations that are poor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like the landscapes are so similar. It feels like God just in like a big fit of rage. He's he's flung down and he's snipped where Cornwall and Wales once were, and they spread apart because they're so almost connected. And like you feel mm. like if you pushed them back, they'd be fitted right to where they were. Um, and there's also references to uh, in Welsh in early Welsh and Breton references. They talk about King Arthur in Cornwall, and like Drakeford recently, like a few mm. weeks ago, signed a first ever deal with the leader of the Cornwall Council, who have who has like a much bigger stake of uh, a council than other places. You know, it's kind of, it's, a, it's a small senate or a small parliament down there. It's like they a heritage both, thing, yeah, yeah. Come on, they, they've signed a collaboration agreement where they'll work together on the holiday home crisis. Can we both suffer from a second holiday home crisis? Uh, how to ensure offshore wind is properly uh, invested and the money goes back into mm. Cornwall and Wales, not into London. Uh, and they talk about language conservation. It's the first time they've ever yeah, done this together. But that aside, uh, that aside, my glorious review of the place... I take it all back. They're fucking thieving little rat bastards, and I will never <laughs> step foot there again because I got my first ever speeding ticket on my way down there from a sixty to a thirty oh, in a blink didn't. of an eye, and it's apparently it's got. Th- I read. You I googled. Fucking didn't. It's a rat move. It's, it, I googled it, and so many people have been caught by it. It's caught like three thousand people in its first like, like summer of being there, and the fucking little bastards. Mate, got me. I tell you what, me and you. The, where where was the last time I got I, my speeding ticket, mate? I know, mate. Devon. Oh, yeah, Devon. Dominua, uh, Dominua, Dominua. The fucker yeah. is our fucking. Apparently, <sighs> we're not we're not going there again. We can't go to that I know. kingdom, I that old so... Celtic kingdom. Apparently, is <laughs> no fucking good for us. I'm so broke at the moment. Uh, I've never had a speeding ticket before either. Um, but I reckon it's about hundred. I mean, about hundred quid. And I just, uh, mate, how much, uh, have you got to go on a course? I don't. Well, they like sent a letter did. to my mum's house, so I'm just going to say I'm a political prisoner. And I'm going to abstain from reading the letter. <laughs> I love that. Idea. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking actually. I've got um, what's the word? Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Fuck off, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah, I'm gonna. I might cross the border to Devon and ask them for a diplomatic immunity because those fucking. I'm from rat I was driving in Diminua and I'm actually from Cymru, so like, yeah. fuck off and leave me alone. Yeah. I, I, my, my new message is Cornwall should have died the day King Geraint died. That's what I think now. <laughs> Cornwall died. As soon as Geraint was in the ground, Cornwall was dead to me, all right? That's when they started putting all these fucking laws and fucking speed limits everywhere. Ugh, absolute dogs, the lot of them. So, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. This, this absolute puff piece about Cornwall, then. <laughs> Fucking dogs. Yeah. So I, and I only found out about this about an hour ago. So, whilst I was watching Bake Off, my mum just sent me a message. Oh, man. She, she went, uh, she went, whoops, you've been caught speeding in Truro. Uh, 38 miles, 38 Jesus. miles in a, 38 miles per hour in a 30. So it was a bit faster than I should have been. Uh, but it did, it went from 60 to 30, like fucking that. And I said to Emma, I was like, oh, I bet you that's just caught me. Because I'm I, I not a speeder. Like I drive fast on the motorway, but that's fucking, that's a, that's allowed. Um, 
But it'd be it, irresponsible to break that heart. <laughs> yeah, that mate, it was crazy like, how quick it was. <laughs> um, but they, so it went letter there, and my mum said the police will come back and ask who is, um, and they'll, they'll have to come find me or something. But I said you'll fucking try your best, mate. You fucking dirty pigs. You keep hanging out. There's no chance. So of yeah, any 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 you. fucking any residents of Cornwall, stop listening at the fifty mark because <laughs> yeah. now after this, man, or we'll never forgive you. We'll never cough forgive up you. the shekels, help pay my uh, legal fees. I'm gonna start a crowdfunder. There's a donation link in the in the <laughs> description. You guys know what to do. Can crowdfund. You, can you write it saying fight <laughs> Frank? Can you change the uh, hyperlink to say fight Frank's his legal fees here? <laughs> Yeah, all right then. No um, what what did um what did well, how much was yours when you did your little course? Oh, it was a it was a I think it was about a ton, but I didn't get I didn't get any points then. It was basically they said you can pay the fine exactly yeah. the same and get point three points, or you can pay the fine, do some fucking monotonous course, mm. and and then get away so with it's it. It's not cheaper if you uh, do the well, course. Not get away with it. You, you've been. No, it's not cheap. You, you pay just as much, uh, just mm. the same to pay for the course. But they, and you know like, what, mate? It's boring. And they make you put your camera on, mm-hmm. and they make you actually interact. So they'll go round, like round the room, the virtual room, and go, yeah. "What do you think? What do you think?" And yeah, but go, I'll just don't fucking... worry, You just got to make up some bullshit thing. But yeah. it's it's still annoying because if they see you looking down on your yeah. phone and stuff, they're like, "Get off your phone!" Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more, and then you're fucking kicked out. Did they say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 there's some some girl, bless Ooh. her heart. She thought she was above the law. She was looking <laughs> down at her phone. She said she was like, "Was that Kirsty? You can't bloody look at your phone." And she was like, "Yeah, no problem." She did it again. It was like you fucking Gonzo love to. What did she go? Yeah, the the person she has mm. all the power. She kicked her out. Did she kick and her out? I'm assuming. I have no idea, but I'm assuming. She, yeah, I'm assuming she either had to reschedule, or. Have yeah. the three points in a license? I don't know. So, oh, so you got to anyway. like look like you're interested. That's well, hard gonna, for me because I, I, I don't up. have my camera on ever. I'll just have the laptop on, on my lap and I'll play fucking Starfield in the background or something. I, I, I'm not going to learn. I refuse to learn from right. my way. Just line it up. Line yeah. the camera up where like your eye is on yeah. on the telly, and you should be all right. I'll and also keep the keep the controller out of sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just say the camera doesn't. Work. Anyway, this is boring for everybody else. Um, so yeah, Jill and Granda, I hope that was enjoyable for you. It's like off a different beaten track, but um, you know, this is who we are. We're we're lawbreakers, we're scoundrels. Thank you to everyone who isn't Cornish because you, <laughs> the Cornish have just done my friend a disservice. Yeah. And also, I know you're not part of Devon anymore. I don't want to yeah. call it's like a fucking border war or anything like that, border skirmish. Yeah. But you were Dominion back in the day, so I, I can't. I hold you all accountable yeah. for both giving us a bloody. A, a fucking fine of some kind. We yeah. just wanted to visit your lovely countries and you bloody <laughs> yeah. find her. You dogs. You absolute dogs. Anyway, Jochen Grandor, thanks for dogs. listening. Dogs! <laughs> you fucking dogs! So what were you doing? I was taking a picture of Goon Gumpus. Don't even look at Sorry. There's Goon Gumpus sticker, Soul Tash gone wallow, Skinner's bottom bugle, Splat, Harrow Barrow, Samelian, a Swampool, Three Milestone with Kerno, Four Lanes, Herodsfoot, Feared, Canturo. My lovely Cornwall is the home to all the places in my song. There's plenty more, but if I'd done them all, it would be bloody long.